Hey everyone, you're listening to Basketball Bash, where we bash about our favorite hoops topics, whether they are past, present, or hypothetical. I'm your host for today's episode. My name is Miles. I'm six foot seven without shoes on, which I think is the perfect height for not hitting my head on a doorway every time I come into a new room. It has nothing to do with basketball. I'm just kidding. I love playing basketball, and that's why I was inspired to meet up with some of my friends and just bash about some of our favorite hoops topics here on this podcast. My co-hosts for today's episode are my good friend, Jed, who, if I'm being honest, is the shortest guy I know who can dunk with two hands. I've seen him do it in dress clothes. Yes, dress shoes, a tie-on, a button-up shirt. I think he's like 5'6". No, he's He's probably like 5'9". He'll round it up to 5'10", but he's a solid 5'9". Anyway, yeah, yams it with two hands. It's a lot of fun to watch him play. He has a lot of energy. And my other good friend, Peck, you know how Shaq is bad at shooting free throws because his hands are so big? Peck is super good at shooting basically anywhere, but it's because his hands are so tiny. He has the smallest hands I've ever seen. So these are my co-hosts for today's episode. We all love basketball and have different experiences with them. We're not really going to be talking about ourselves, though, today. We are going to be talking about our favorite players, teams, and the guys that we just can't stand watching. Peck, is your first name actually Bubba? That's just what you go by. Yeah, my first name's Matthew that I go by. Dang, that's dope. I didn't know that. Well, it's not real cool to be an adult and go by (laughs) Bubba, but that's all I've known my whole life. That's all people have called me, so you can't just transition now, you know? Yeah, I feel like... I mean, I I guess you could. for an adult, Bubs is a little bit better. We're just like, oh, what up, Bubs? I like that. Yeah. I mean, close friends, but... You know, like oh, you I'm go into class in college and people, yeah, it's it's not a great look as an, yeah. as an adult. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of funny. Oh. Well, I might change the intro. My wife says it was insensitive. What? No, I thought the <laughs> intro was awesome. I showed it to my girlfriend and she loved it. <laughs> Dude, it was madly insensitive to all of us. I've never been more insecure to, about my height. I am 5'11". You hop off, bro. <laughs> But yeah, how are you making fun of him for being five eleven? I'm not even five <laughs> ten. No, but you know what? When I dunk and people ask me how tall I am, I always say five nine because it's more impressive. Right. So it's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of all the podcast listeners, I am six <laughs> five, and I have I have huge hands. They're just small for someone six five it's They're all just small in comparison to a 29.5 ounce basketball exactly okay, gotcha. <laughs> i wanted to go- ask you guys a question that we weren't thinking of okay what is your opinion start with jed what's your opinion on jr smith signing with the lakers since that's breaking news apparently <laughs> um i think it's pretty irrelevant i think it'll add a little bit of fun (laughs) but i don't think it'll make them better or worse honestly i well i mean i guess it depends if there's a situation where he's on the court with 30 seconds left and they get a rebound down one but (laughs) aside (laughs) aside from that i don't think it's actually going to affect 
the way they play in any way. I was going to say there's a good chance it could make them yeah. worse if something happens, you know, like in the finals a couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah, I was ago. looking at it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I just kept getting different news feeds about it, right? And because that's all anybody has anything to say about right now. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is this just because this is all anybody has anything to say because nothing's happening in basketball? And this is finally some so. sort of a storyline. Or is it like we people just always fall in love with the 10 day contracts and like it's like this guy hasn't played basketball for a year you know why are we super excited about this yeah I don't know um we've been excited about more fruitful things that ended up being way worse than we expected so I mean JR has a cult yeah he does that's true Uh, I mean you you gotta love Swish celebrating with no shirt after the championship and since then he's been is he the one with the scream tattoo yeah, yeah, that would be it. You know, I think, I think that they will have games that they would have lost without him that they'll end up winning. But I think they will, the majority of the time, he will either be completely ineffective in any way, like good or bad, and maybe make them worse in the other games. He's just streaky. Like he can come out so hot certain games, and then like the next nine games, it's like, wait, he's still in the NBA. So I don't know. I don't think it'll be anything crazy. If you think about it, I think it's blowing up because all season, no matter who's doing what, all you've ever seen on every page and every news feed of ESPN is just Lakers. It's all been Lakers no matter what. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a – it's just like something happened with the Lakers. We have opportunity to publicize this. Like, let's get it out. Yeah, I'd say put like a a four-minute cap on him, and if he has – made three points in four minutes or six points in four minutes, then you can keep them out there. But then it's like, okay, we're pulling you, you know? Yeah. Is your yeah, hot exactly. hand immediately hot or not? Mm-hmm. You got to let the bird out of the cage, man. Let him fly. <laughs> let him pull from 30 every time. Down I bet the he'll have some huge games. Um, like if, if they keep him for a whole season, like say next season, I bet he'll have huge games, but I also bet those huge games are when they're getting blown out and he just gets tons of minutes to just like launch all night long <laughs> yeah jr smith revives i take three hundred thousand. i take three hundred thousand dollars to play eight games though <laughs> this year. yeah I mean, for reals that's that's how you uh get a bag right there i'd take three hundred dollars to play eight games i'd do it for, i'd pay to play those eight games but <laughs> Just for front row tickets <laughs> yeah, on the bench. For reals. I'll be a good example in the locker room. I don't even care. <laughs> a, a great veteran <laughs> presence in well, the locker What they room. say about everyone that rides the bench, he's a great veteran presence in the good locker, locker room. Good locker room guy, just a stud teammate. Everybody loves him. Yep, exactly. Richard Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. Jared Dudley. Oh. <laughs> perfect example Jamal Crawford but he's actually still a freaking beast he's just old he's not he's not gonna get signed he's he's out of the league still blows my mind honestly that so many people have gotten signed over him just because of his age like the dude scored 50 points his last game last season but I can have old guys that rode the bench Vince Carter you know I oh yeah I wish he ah it just wasn't he was such a poppy player, and then he just fizzled out into retirement, yeah. you know. And I just really, I really wish I, they would I mean, have had just like him fizzle. do one dunk, 
in the dunk contest last year, not be in it, but just like show us a 40 year old dunk, you know, like the yeah. best 40 year old dunk we'll ever see. Yeah. Fizzled out's kind of relative when you play like 35 years in the league. So if you're referring to like his last 17 or so, you know, <laughs> however long he's been going, it's just, it seems like he was relevant so long ago, but he's just been in the league forever. Yeah. Know? It's crazy. I mean, I'm, my team is the Suns. I'm sure we'll get into our teams, but my team, diehard Suns fan. I remember we signed him. I want to say it was like, had to have been like seven years ago now. And he already was like irrelevant completely. So like, I mean, he's, he's better than anyone drafted after like, you know, pick 30 most of the time, but like, it's not, he never made a difference. And that was seven years ago. And he's still been like a pretty decent minute rotation guy if not starting jed i just want you to know i have very strong devin booker opinions so just just uh beware wait, 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 wait. It cut of out. those in the coming it cut out. you have devin booker what oh i have very strong devin booker opinions. oh are you a donovan mitchell hate fan and a devin booker hater i i think yeah we'll get to uh-huh, it Don't okay worry. can't wait yeah yeah, just just uh, buckle. All right. I mean, I've heard it all. I'm a Suns fan living in Utah. Trust me, it's been made known to me. Yeah, that's fun though. I do always. I did always love seeing super old Vince Carter getting his like one dunk, his dunk of the month. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, seeing it a he, thousand times. And he does the the rev up. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like the Flintstone feet. He's got to tap the toes, get them ready, rev He's up. Got to charge and, up, and go yeah, like yeah. Roadrunner. <laughs> All right, Jed. I mean, you kind of started it off. What are, what are your teams? What are your players, man? Let the people okay. know. Um, obviously, favorite player is Devin Booker. The man's a god. Uh, he's friggin' so impressive and so efficient and consistent, especially for his age. Um, obviously huge fan of him because I'm from Arizona, diehard Suns fan, been watching games since I was like born pretty much and going to games since I was like five years old, loved the seven seconds or less Suns. That's, that's when I like really fell in love with basketball. And I mean, we've had a rough, we've had a rough time the last 10 years, but I mean, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that like for 10 years, we've been like one of the worst teams in the league record wise. And we're still the seventh most winning franchise in the league. I think that's crazy. And, like, that's just how long we were good. It's just been such a stretch of, like, <laughs> really bad stuff going on. But I think we're on the upside. And I'm, I've am i been really excited watching games this season. It's been really fun. Do you have a second banana to uh, the Suns? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> like your second favorite team? Oh, or is it just man. like NBA basketball after that? Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it varies. Like there are certain players I like, I really like watching. Um, but those are like really obscure players. They're not like the, the big all-star names. Um, I don't know. I feel like there is someone. I just can't think of them right now. Well, so who are your, who are your players? Who are your favorite players? They could be, I got a I got an old school guy on there. Oh, nice. Um, well, my favorite players, like I kind of, 
I don't know. I there's certain players that I just don't like because of their personalities. Like, I mean, I'll, if we talk about players we don't like later, I'll get more into Ben Simmons, but he's definitely one of them. <laughs> not to not to spoil it, but you know. Yeah, um, but I don't like him. I don't like honestly players like that where they're just their attitude is so frustrating. So it's like, let's see, Ben Simmons. Um, anyone from the Spurs almost at any time in history except for Kawhi Leonard. Um, he has no emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just lacking it. Don't really love his personality. Nah, he's got it. He just hides it. <laughs> um, don't love the Lakers. But the other the players I like following, it's weird. Like, I like Tyler Hero. Maybe it's because he just loves Devin Booker, and maybe it's because he plays like Devin Booker. But I just love that style of play. I love watching John Morant. Um, I used to love Steph Curry, but I've kind of like stopped liking them as much the more I watch them. I I just feel like it's kind of getting old. (laughs) Um, But pretty much, I I just three years ago. No, I did. (laughs) Uh, Last this last season was nice when they were just getting like the Suns beat them by forty one night, and we were beating them by 40 in the first quarter so that was kind of fun to see after them like going to the freaking finals so many years in a row but I think my favorite players like just vary they're they're always really young guys that are just really exciting to watch because I just like watching and like and like seeing the potential in them um so it it always changes like who I like watching it's kind of weird what about you Peck well as previously mentioned, I'm a big jazz fan. Um, grew up watching the jazz, obviously, watch them every night. Skip a lot of family uh, events just to watch the jazz. You can ask my wife. and <laughs> I probably put too much time and effort into watching games than I should. But, yeah, I'm a big jazz fan. Um, I I don't know if I have a second favorite team. There's a handful of teams I like watching every year, and that kind of rotates. I like watching Portland a lot. Mm. You know, Dame and CJ are are fun to watch. Yeah. You'll always get something exciting watching with those two. Um, I've watched a lot of Miami Heat games this year. I think Bam's been super fun to watch. They That's are, a, I think they're a kind dark of a sur- horse. I think they have the potential to just wipe teams clean on certain nights. Yeah, that's how I feel about them too. Yeah, they could they could really go either way. Um, they defend well, they're tough, they're well coached. So, I, yeah, I think they'll always be competitive, but, but they're a lot of fun to watch. And Dragic comes off the bench, and he's kind of fun still. I, it feels like – I mean, how many stops did he have in Phoenix? He's been there at least two different yeah, times, Yeah, he was there right? twice. He's, he's very fun to watch ever since he was, like, a rookie, honestly. And I'm pretty sure he was an all-star either last year or two years ago, like a under-the-radar all-star. But... I think he's been an under-the-radar all-star every time he's been an all-star. <laughs> yeah, it very much feels that way. But, yeah, I mean – it's always jazz for me, and uh, yeah, that's that's my team. Well, you guys know I I grew up in Fort Worth, which is pretty close to Dallas, so I was a Dallas fan all growing up. Looking back, thinking about, and I don't know if it was just like 
early 2000s basketball. I'm sure that was part of it too. But also just like having Dirk and like the players that they had, they were never that fun to watch other than they were decent uh, as a basketball team. They're just, I just felt like they were always so slow. Mm. All their offense was like, take it down the yeah. court and then pitch it back to the trailer who was always Dirk and he was <laughs> yeah. three. Except when Jason Kidd got there and they won the championship, they played a yeah, little quicker. Yeah, surprising. You, know, you had Jason like the Terry in the entire league. Yeah, I remember that Jason Terry, yeah. Jason Kidd, and Dirk. We yeah, had our so we had I our always, conference I always finals against them. them yeah. Of course, Dirk's my guy. I cried whenever he retired. What, Miles? What what influence did Dirk have on you? Oh, as a as a tall I mean, skinny white you, guy. You, yeah, exactly. Being like six seven, did that change how you wanted to play a game? Despite, I'm sure you were always the biggest kid growing up, but I'm yeah. sure you wanted to shoot threes and one legged yeah, fadeaways. Yeah, I would do that a lot. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'd just walk into a gym and in Texas, and everyone would just call me Dirk. Like, hey, we got Dirk, you know, and <laughs> and then I'd pull out the fadeaway, and they're like, man, you really are. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's. The guy that I watched didn't have a cable, <laughs> so I just watched Dirk all the time. And but you know, I think that was maybe a kind of a downside to my uh, basketball upbringing because I didn't end up being seven foot with a eleven foot jumping reach. You know, so <laughs> you know, I got the move. But once you start playing with taller guys, it doesn't do as much. But yeah, so but I got out of Texas right when the the Mavs started being trash and moved to Utah and so you know I feel like you could I can take them on as a as a favorited team now that I live here and I'm building my life here so yeah I've been a Jazz fan the last couple of years got my wife into them um, so we like you pick watch a lot of games probably not as much as you but we like going to the games and I remember it was Donovan Mitchell's rookie year and we went to a game and I don't remember who they were playing, but it was fourth quarter. You know, he's always hot at the end and he just did a little crossover and stepped back and drained a three right in the guy's face. And I just felt like I was at like a high school game watching the stud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's just super fun to watch, but you know, I'm, I always make sure to watch the, the jazz Mavs games. Luca's, saving grace to that franchise as long as he can get his uh athletic act together you know just quit smoking like a year ago and (laughs) he's not even like 20 or 21 (laughs) yet but the jazz and Mavs had probably the best game of the year this year when when delon wright uh crossed over rudy went up to lay it and rudy had the recovery block block that was a that was probably yeah other than lebron's finals chase down block that was one of the most impressive recovery blocks i've seen but that was a really yeah. fun game and i think dallas is going to be as long as luka is playing for dallas that will be a good team for a long right. long time yeah i think that he's just someone people are going to want to play around too so like not only is he going to get better in the franchise get better from within they'll be attracting more names i think with him there I also have to put a plug in, sorry, for my third team. I know, 
It's crazy. The Bucks. And it's not for the reasons. Oh, that that's got to be new. It's not just because they're good now. It's uh, <laughs> so after, you know, we all met in Long Beach, California. But mm-hmm. after that, I went and worked up in North Dakota in the oil fields and saved up the money to move to Utah. And um, while I was there, I was living in a house with 22 other guys, but I'd only see 11 of them at a time because we all worked 12 hour shifts in the oil field. Still crazy. You know, if you ever had bacon, it was stolen the next day. And I found uh, like $53 of change on the bathroom floor because guys were just making so much money. They didn't care about it. So they're just throwing all their change on. I was like, I guess I'll pick it up. I don't know. And it was like 50 bucks. So that was pretty sweet. But holy crap. The quarters are. Yeah. (laughs) But um, we had company trucks and people would just like leave stuff in them and. And there was this uh, old Milwaukee basketball, like, dry fit material, Adidas shirt, long sleeve. And it was my size, you know. So I was like, if that's there in three days, I'm, I'm just going to take it. And that's what happened. So now I'm a Bucks <laughs> fan because I have a shirt from North Dakota. Because so, <laughs> yeah. I have a shirt. That is absolutely not how I thought you would become a Bucks fan. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny i started liking him a few years ago because of Giannis, and like he hadn't really blown up yet same same way i felt about steph curry i just like i get really excited about these young guys that come in and stuff but then once they just were like the best team in the league i'm just like yeah i don't really care about him anymore yeah i feel like Giannis is fun to watch but i don't really like watching the bucks oh yeah yeah if you watch the bucks you basically just watch right, Giannis. Yeah. but i mean They've got like, fun pieces. I think Middleton's fun. He's kind of, I, I say fun as in productive. I wouldn't say he has a super exciting right. Yeah, I think game. he's extremely right, but, boring, but yeah, very you, you efficient. You could do without watching Chris Middleton post up in the corner and just launch threes all game, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, but then, I mean, they added Corver, who's, like, I have a soft spot for Corver as yeah, a jazz fan. You know, watching him run 60 miles per hour <laughs> around the perimeter all game long. And no one tries harder on defense with little success as Kyle Corbin. <laughs> but you know he's always going to give yeah. great effort. Yeah. You know. It just looks painful. I, I hurt watching him run. It does look you know? painful. But he just doesn't stop moving. <laughs> so it's like, dude, just ice the feet in the, in the mid-game. You know, just just go back to the bench. <laughs> Corver's got no mid game, man. It, it is, is three it is or free nothing. throw line or yep. three. Nothing yeah. else. There's like, a, have you seen the YouTube video of his like one NBA dunk? <laughs> nope. I I doubt it exists. Yeah, it's like uh, guys that you wouldn't expect dunking, and he made the list. So that's awesome. Kyle Corver also has a clip on YouTube. Where I think he went to, he either went to dunk it or I'm assuming lay it up. And JaVel McGee, this was quite a few years ago. JaVel McGee like pinned it up on the glass and then looks down at Corver <laughs> and just stares him down. And, like, a, you know, like of all the NBA a, characters, a very part of the story JaVel McGee, <laughs> and Kyle Corver. Yeah. Just like very demeaning, as if Corver was like some sort of threat at the rim, you know? And I've always just thought that was so funny. Like, oh, JaVale, the, you know, this is like right. Wizards JaVale, just when you can. prime shacked in a fool. 
yeah and and it was just it was very on brand of javel that's awesome all right let's get into the uh who we don't like bring up the ben simmons of the world and Okay, don't even get these me started. These are going to be some spicy takes. Ben Simmons is... And the Devin Bookers for... Yes. <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing bad you could say about him except for that people argue about him and Donovan Mitchell. There's, they have nothing against each other. They play very different games. Like, there's not really, like, any reason to hate him except for Utah fans hating that they're compared. But let's talk about Ben Simmons first. Um, ben Simmons is nothing special at all until he can shoot he is not special he's a big guy who gets decent defensive possessions he'll get a few steals not much more than ricky rubio will ever get he has less assists than ricky rubio and like i'm not trying to say ricky rubio is phenomenal he's a great point guard but like this is ben simmons like everyone loves this dude he's an all-star which he shouldn't be he's just big and he gets wide open dunks every now and then he averages what was it? He averages three more points and three more rebounds than Ricky Rubio. Other than that, Rubio is beating him in every category. So I don't know how the man can be an all-star. I think it's ridiculous. And I think it's insane that he plays point guard and can't shoot. And it's so <laughs> frustrating because legit, I think if he if he could shoot as good as – who's someone who's not phenomenal but shoots just fine? Kyle Kuzma. If he could shoot as good as Kuzma, he would be like a top five player in the league. But – he can't and it's i just think he's nothing special at all because of that i think he's like you know 20 years past his prime like where he should have been playing you know (laughs) yeah yeah we're just we're all space and shooting right now and i feel like he would do really good and uh take it into the paint defensive you know he would have been great before everybody figured out that the three-point line was such a good thing (laughs) if he and magic johnson played at the same time they'd get compared like crazy but he's not as good of a passer and he's a worse shooter even and magic was not known for his shooting at all but aside from that they played pretty similar like both really big point guards could play any position except simmons can't shoot but you know what i mean i I think like weird watching him at lsu too because he You know, everyone was just hyping him up the whole time because they needed to get their number one pick locked in to talk about. And then you go to watch him and you're like, this guy tries like 10% of the time, at least in college. And he gets his he gets his nice dunk like, yeah, he would when he did try, he would manhandle people in the post like he was just too strong for college basketball. But it's like this guy's got a bad attitude he's not even trying i i i think i might be the ben simmons uh i i'm i'm kind of in defense of ben simmons i like his game and that's odd coming from a Donovan mitchell fan i know i know my takes will be spicy don't worry (laughs) but i think personally i think ben simmons is actually really impressive and i think he's an underrated defender Especially this year. I mean, you've talked about he guards a lot of positions, but he's really long. He's quick for being, you know, 6-8. I think he's hindered by playing with Joel Embiid, honestly. That could be it. Embiid Embiid does space the floor. 
doesn't shoot particularly well, and I'm not sure he's a spot-up shooter at all. But And then, then you throw in Horford this year, and that really sort of clogs the paint a little more for Ben Simmons. So, sure, he's not a great shooter, but it's also tough getting to the rim when you have two behemoths in there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and he's been surrounded by Redick, who's a good shooter. I guess here, this year – I mean, I'm not Here's sure who they've got. You. If Ben yeah. Simmons was switched roles with Giannis, what's the conversation? You know, because then he's surrounded with shooting guys that can space the floor. Because you could argue that Giannis can't shoot either. I mean, he can kind of, but. Yeah, I mean, Giannis doesn't shoot a whole lot better than, than Ben Simmons, but. And Giannis obviously is in a completely different league, but I think Ben Simmons is an impressive player. And I, and Miles, I think you said he tries hard maybe ten percent of the time, and I do think that's a little bit of his downfall. Yeah. He doesn't. It doesn't appear like he has like that just dog in him, you know, to go out and try to take over games. But I do think he's capable of it, which I don't think there's a ton of NBA players that can do what he does. You know what I mean? He's very unique. And then, I mean, to say he plays like Magic Johnson is true. And then Magic Johnson's one of the 10 greatest players of all time, you know? So I like Ben Simmons. I like his game. Don't care for him personally as a Donovan Mitchell fan, but, but I like his game. Yeah, I can see that. I think, I think he's physically phenomenal. I think he's like top notch physical specimen in the NBA. I just I think that might be what just gets me. I think his attitude one mixed with just the fact that he's been playing basketball his whole life and chooses to play point guard and hasn't developed a shot. I know it's harder for some people, but maybe that that like lack of having a constant dog in him converts into, you know, when you're not on the court and his effort was shooting. Who knows really what he puts right. in or not, but and it might just be mental. Like I mean, you can see him drain threes left and right while he's warming up, but then like he'll just air ball or not take them in games. So, you know, and, and like, yeah. yeah, I think he does have capabilities that other people don't. And I think it's just because he doesn't shoot that his stats are so much lower than I feel like they could be. And he just doesn't impress me as much aside from being really physical and having a pretty good touch around the rim. Aside from that, I'm just not super impressed outside of those, but in those, yeah, I'm pretty impressed. The weird thing about I mean, bringing up that he's got a good touch around the rim, he shoots right-handed. I mean, anything within the paint is all right-handed, which is just, like, really bizarre to watch the touch he has with his offhand. But then he shoots threes, and it's kind of herky-jerky, and his elbow flares out a ton. But, yeah, it, it feels just like a huge confidence issue to shoot threes. I can't imagine, personally, as a player, having a coach tell me, hey, if you're even halfway open, shoot the ball. Yeah. And then not wanting to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, that just seems so weird to have a green light and not do it. But, yeah, he's got to start taking threes, whether he's open or not, just to keep defenses honest, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's a little bit like Rondo a few years oh, ago yeah. where teams just figured, well, we can just sit in the paint. And as long as he can't penetrate, he, you know, he, he doesn't have drive and kick lanes. So, that feels – about to the point it's getting with Ben Simmons, obviously a lot more physical for him. But. Yeah, I totally agree with that. 
Who's your guy, Peck? Who yeah. do I not like? Oh, man. I've thought about this. It's it's really hard, Jed, to bash Devin Booker because I don't know if anyone has a smoother stroke in the NBA. I don't care for him, but he's so impressive. Okay, I see, I respect that. When that. You walk... Who cares, like, how you feel yeah. emotionally? Like, same, like... I get annoyed with the Donovan Mitchell stuff, but I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he's awesome. He's so good. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell has his weaknesses, and I think Devin Booker has fewer holes in his game than Donovan I Mitchell. Agree, yeah. I think he's he's incredibly polished. He's a great shooter. Offensively, I feel uh, like he really is like one of the most – well-rounded offensive threats in the league. He can do literally anything. He can do literally anything, and he scores for more ever. Yeah, he's really impressive. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste my time bashing Devin Booker because there's just not a ton. Yeah. And he hasn't really played with anyone worth giving a darn yeah. about. And so I, I, I don't know. I feel like his stats should be higher – they should be inflated more than what they are, right? Like you saw a few years ago when he had the 70-point game against Boston. And it seems like he could do that every night if he wanted. But it does feel like he's taken on a role of trying to be a better playmaker and cater to his teammates a little bit, which I respect. Yeah, I think Um, that's what's happened because he was more volume which I think is happening with Donovan too. He's Donovan seemed a lot just volume, volume, volume. And I feel like he's progressively getting more, you know, just efficient. And that's kind of what happened with Devin Booker. Like it was a ton of huge games. And I mean, even last season he had like the three fifty to 60 point games in a row and he'll have those nights literally when he wants to. I think in the first quarter, he looked at someone on yeah. his friend on the, on the, in the sideline sideline, you know, in the crowd and said, I'm going for 50. Like he could do it whenever he wants. But looking at yeah. the stats and just watching the games, he, he takes such few shots now, and he's still scoring 26 points a game, and his assists have gone up. He's nearing seven assists a game now, which is like just – he's usually top 10 in points and assists at this point, which is pretty impressive. And Rubio's a help. Yeah, Ru- the system I mean, in Phoenix Ru- is perfect for Rubio. I feel bad for everyone in Utah because it was just the worst system ever for him. But Phoenix has been – perfect for him yeah Rubio's great I mean you saw what he did with Donovan yeah he's a point guard that's that can handle pressure defensively I love Rubio I will not stand for any Ricky Rubio slander I so much appreciate that I'm so sick of like everyone in Utah (laughs) everyone in Utah's like yeah have fun with him and I'm like he's shooting a three-point percentage as good as Donovan Mitchell now, and he's doing everything better than Mike Conley's ever done for you guys. So I'm like, thank you. Thank you for the three awesome point guard. Yeah, I, I always – All like, right, I'm not, I'm not going to get into okay, that. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, Miles, to answer your question, my all-time least favorite player has got to go to Chris Paul. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I could see it. Is anyone a Chris Paul hater I, on here, or is it just me? I had him second on my list. He was my favorite player okay. for a few years, but literally just because of his attitude, I've really started not liking him, like actively not liking him the last couple of years. Yeah. It, 
guys that go to Houston and play with Harden are easy not to like. Yeah, yeah. I think I. But ever since Chris Paul's Wake Forest days, when he's punching people in the, I don't know if we have a bleep button on here, but <laughs> you can f- fill in. I've just not been a big Chris Paul fan, and again, I would love him as my point guard. That's not <laughs> yeah. the argument, yeah. but I I don't care. I always for him. just like anytime he is playing the Jazz, especially when he was with the Rockets. I was just like. I just felt like the Rockets and he and Harden in particular could just destroy Rudy Gobert mentally. Like by the third quarter, he was just like done. He wasn't going to do anything good. They were going to make a fool of him. You know, there's that clip of him doing the old man fake behind your waist. And Rudy Gobert does a 360. It's just like, I just can't stand it. Flat yeah, out disrespectful. And I mean, it's, it's great <laughs> basketball. Like you said, I'd love to play with him. And he's a super competitive guy, but it's just, yeah, there's just some things about him that's just like, man. As a fan, it's difficult to watch as an opposing. You know, if he's playing your team, you do not want to see right. Chris you Paul, want him right? He's going to do. Injury or something. Right, he'll do anything within the rules and maybe just beyond the rules to get your favorite player out of his game. Or yeah, yeah, I don't care for Chris Paul. Yeah, but I think Miles. What about you? I I bet I can well, guess yeah. who yours no, is going to be. Harden number one, and then Chris Paul number two. Yes, I just yeah, I can't go. stand watching that man play. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just difficult. The isolation ball. I don't know. That was like the saving grace to watching the Warriors, even though you knew that they were going to win, and that was kind of annoying. It was like well, at least they pass it like ten times. So that's kind of fun. But right. just watching Harden take it down, like great, good play. But just the fact that he goes out of his way to draw fouls, like just just do your thing, yeah. And see see the if fouls, you get a foul or not. You know, the fouls are what make me dislike him. The rest I can kind of deal with. I agree. The isolation ball is frustrating. At least with the Warriors, it was like you got to see five guys pick you apart. Watching one guy pick you apart sucks, yeah, especially like, with how many fouls he draws. Him. Just stop him. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. I kind of, you know, I don't have any personal thing against, but my third guy, I know you guys said you like him, is Damian Lillard. <laughs> I oh, don't you dare. Only, I only don't like him when he's playing us. I, I love his highlights. I love his actual oh, yeah. game, but like when he's playing, it's just like it's the same thing. It's like, can somebody check this guy? Yeah. He's he feels unstoppable every no time one. he plays my team. Yes. Every time, and and anytime I watch him going against any team, luckily most of the time I'm going for him. But yeah, anytime he plays the Suns, like it's almost like I don't see him as Damian Lillard. I see him as like you know, like a James Harden, like you were saying, like somebody freaking stop this guy from scoring. And in the clutch, it's like. If you if they're down two with a minute left, it's almost like well we lost. Yeah, Damian's going to score six points. It doesn't even matter like who you put on him because he'll get by him or he'll shoot over him. And if he gets by him, he's still going to score even though he's six one. He's still going to score on your seven footer. Yeah, or dunk on him. Yeah, it's like who. But we we can all agree that Dame had the coldest game winner against Paul George in the Thunder. I literally since last since year. that play. And I think I stand by this outside of Michael Jordan. Sorry. I hope it's not a trigger outside of Michael Jordan against the jazz in the finals. (laughs) 
legit only because it was the finals, I think it was the most clutch shot ever taken. Oh, dude, that it was, was the most that was dirty the game coolest thing yeah. ever. It was un- the, unbelievable. Yeah, goodbye. It was just like, dude, this guy's a killer. Oh. Oh. And watching it in like the phantom cam in the slow motion and just seeing everything change. It was oh, just unbelievable. At watching him dribble at 40 feet out with three seconds on the clock, I just thought he forgot how much time is on J. the R. clock. Smith? Like he... Yeah, he, he just went J.R. Smith in the conference finals. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just sidestep and launches. And I thought, that's not even going to get to the rim. And then he hit it, the wave, just – and the whole thing with yeah, him Yeah, the Russell whole series, series was just was beautiful. such entertaining, like, passionate basketball. And that was just the perfect was, capstone. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, yeah, thanks. That was fun. Let me know. Well, I'm not going to listen to this. I don't want to hear my voice, but oh, let me know if it Whatever. turns out well. <laughs> All right. All right. You guys rock. Have a good yep. one. See ya. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Basketball Bash. We really had a lot of fun putting it together for you. If you have any ideas of things you'd like us to talk about with this podcast, or you have any questions about who we are and want to get to know us a little bit better, you can send us an email at bballbashbros at gmail.com. That's how you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your feedback or just see what ideas you want us to talk about. So anyway, a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy the next episode. It should be out in a week from the first one.